0: Welcome back to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about a couple ways that we as a family are taking steps to kind of combat or fight back against these rising food prices, this inflation, the looming recession whatever you want to call it whatever's going on i know everyone has been seeing the increased prices the increased gas the food supply issues and all that kind of stuff and so my family has taken a couple steps very simple steps to help kind of combat that in our family they're not life-changing they aren't groundbreaking there are a couple things that you can do today to kind of just relieve some of the uh, economic hardship you might be facing. So let's get started on that. You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie and I am a wife, a mother of four, and the creator of the blog We In It on the Homestead, where I help modern mothers incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency, skills and knowledge into their busy lives. My goal is to help you refocus your life towards what really matters, your family as well as boost your confidence so you can start being more self-reliant and decrease your dependence on stores and commercial products. Join me as I share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through cooking, food preservation, cooking from scratch, and making your own products, all while keeping it practical, intentional, and realistic. All right, so I'm gonna give you five things that I'm doing, and these are just things I've started doing in the last couple weeks. Um, Or maybe I have did them to some degree, but I'm really ramping them up in these, you know, here recently because I've realized that this is an important way that my family can save some money and take back a little bit of control in our own hands. So let's just jump right in. The first thing that I'm doing, and I've done this a lot because I cook from scratch a lot, but I'm really ramping up this idea of buying ingredients instead of like packaged food. So anything and everything that I can, I'm not buying it packaged, but I'm buying ingredients instead. So some examples of that is baby food. My eight month old is just now starting to eat baby food, kind of do baby led food, eating, you know, I mean, we're not doing too much, but I'm not buying baby food. Normally I'd buy the jars of baby food, the pouches of baby food, but this year I am making my own. And it's nothing crazy. It's boiling carrots and mashing them up. It's boiling sweet potatoes and mashing those up. Um, You know, applesauce. I have one of those, I really like where it's like one of those netting things and you put the food in and they can gnaw on it and get all the flavor and the you know juices and all that kind of stuff i love using that because my baby doesn't have teeth yet and she really didn't like using a spoon or taking food off of a spoon when i first started this so i've been using that as well i've been putting bananas in it avocados sweet potatoes carrots green beans peaches you know all kinds of stuff and that's how i'm getting started normally i would have a pantry full of baby food but i'm not doing that this time And then i'm also finding other ways that i can uh, make things for myself so i i have dabbled in making bread but i'm really ramping that up i have a sourdough starter that is active that i've been actually keeping alive believe it or not and i am getting more serious with making sourdough bread as well as all of our rolls and those kinds of things that's something that takes a lot of intention on my part but it's something that i'm trying to prioritize Uh, as far as snacks i'm trying to go more like ingredient based, so trail mix or fruit, or maybe some crackers. But really, the only thing that I'm buying right now is like goldfish and graham crackers, maybe some fruit snacks, something like that that I can give the kids. But other than that, I'm trying to do fruit and yogurt and applesauce and trail mix and that kind of stuff. Another thing that I'm doing is I'm ditching my facial scrub. I used to use like I think it was an Aveno facial scrub. It wasn't that expensive to begin with, but that's what I use daily but it has definitely increased in price like two to three bucks so I'm ditching that and I'm just going to be making my own I've made in the past a coffee a cough it's a, it's like a coffee exfoliating scrub so I'm doing something like that but with a face scrub and I really like it I don't use it as much because it is a little bit more abrasive than a store-bought scrub but I do enjoy it and what I do is I save my coffee grounds and some um, coconut oil and I make it using that. It saved me a lot of money already. It sounds weird, but it's actually a really nice way to use up some waste that I would normally just throw away and to save a couple bucks. Another thing that my family is doing is ditching the paper towels. This is so hard. I mean, it is really hard to ditch paper towels. Um, You know, we have four kids, uh, six and under, and we get through a lot of paper towels that's also one of the reasons why i need to find a a cheaper alternative because we go through so many and paper towels alone have increased a dollar two dollars sometimes three dollars depending on a package you know they're not they're not inexpensive to begin with so what i did just the other day is to buy a bunch of kitchen towels and rags you know like these microfiber rags i have like a whole bunch of them and have a bunch of kitchen towels a bunch of old kitchen towels, and i just have a basket on my counter that's going to be replacing the paper towel holder. We are just gonna be using those. And if I have to do laundry every day, that's one thing, but I should have enough to at least last us two days, I would hope, and then maybe do a towel laundry every other day. The hardest thing is trying to get my kids and my husband on board with that because it's hard to break a paper towel habit. For us, it's definitely worth it if we can ditch them. Now, of course, I like to have a couple on hand. My husband likes to have a couple on hand, so, that's fine but we were probably going through 12 paper towel uh, rolls a week but that's a lot and i'm sure a, a high percentage of that was completely unnecessary all right so um the fourth thing that we're doing is preserving anything and everything and i mean that um now i've canned in the past i've freezed uh, you know we freeze stuff all the time we dry things, uh, we dehydrate, and we ferment stuff. But this has become a lot more intentional and a lot more, uh, just kind of ramped it up, just kind of really increased it. So we're focusing on doing something each week. So putting something up or finding a local alternative for something every single week. I think last week it was, we got 12 dozen corn and we cut the corn off the cob and we froze it and that's like a lot of corn. I'm hoping that will last us the whole year. It should as far as sides go and I use a lot in soups and that kind of thing. So that's just such a peace of mind is I have all the corn that we need for the year. I also did it with strawberry. I had been saving strawberries from our strawberry patch and we were finally able to preserve it and make strawberry jelly. Now we use a lot of strawberry jelly so I probably need to do more or at least buy more, but. Today we'll get six sizable jars of jelly and then I'll make sure that our pantry is stocked with probably like six more jars and, and then the strawberry jelly is uh, situation is good to go for the whole year. Well, we use a lot of strawberry jelly whether it's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or for breakfast it's something I definitely want to have on hand. This week we did peaches so we bought peaches like two bushels of peaches from a local farmer and we are canning those Uh, because normally i would just buy cans of peaches from the store and we'd use them in cobblers or for uh, like lunches or breakfasts that kind of stuff so we um, cut them in half and we quartered some of them but we packed them into jars and um, preserved them water bath canned them so we did six jars we should be able to do another six and then we should have a good amount of peaches for the entire year uh, so when I say that we're doing we're preserving anything and everything we can I definitely mean that like any kind of little piece of herb that I cut I'm dehydrating it and then putting it in my spice jars. Uh, if I can save any kind of fruit or vegetable I'm trying to do one of two things. I'm either trying to consume it or f- make it into something or save it as far as freezing, uh, dehydrating or worst case I am throwing it to the chicken. So the last thing that my family is doing is trying to make meat more of the side dish instead of like the main focus of a meal. And that's kind of hard to do. It's not something that my husband thinks of. It's not something of, I, that I think of. But instead of like saying we're having a piece of chicken or a steak or a piece of fish because that requires you to have a large portion of meat or at least a larger portion because that's part of the, you know, a large part of the meal, um, what I'm trying to do is instead is stretch that a little bit. And I mean, this makes common sense. We do this in other areas, but I'm really trying to do that with every meal. And that means uh, taking meat and using it like in soups. So instead of making like steak and potatoes, and then you need a lot of steak, I'm trying to make a beef and barley soup or trying to make a steak fajita soup, whatever it is, I'm trying to stretch it a little bit. I also do this in the way of tacos, uh, fajitas, also use it in like quesadillas so I'm trying to stretch it as much as possible so tacos would be like even if I made ground beef or chicken or pork I would include beans rice or chips and dip or something like that that to help fill in the gaps because I don't want to just have um, meat being the main character I can definitely get everyone to survive off a couple off of like a smaller amount of meat for example the other day we had steak for dinner At my my parents house and I came home with like a steak and a half maybe I was like what do I do with that that certainly is not enough to feed my family Uh, but the meat's good and I didn't know when we would eat it otherwise so I took beef pieces and I sauteed them up and cooked them with mushrooms and potatoes so that definitely works and like instead of everyone getting their own piece of meat they're getting more of a mixture like a casserole if you will that's got much more filling items in it. So yeah, so soups are definitely a way to do this. Uh, So salads, you can definitely get away with a smaller amount of meat on top of a salad when you've got a ton of veggies, a ton of cheese, you know, all these fixings, Um, you can definitely get away with a smaller amount of steak or chicken or pork or something like that. So, So that is also really helpful. I would love to hear from you guys and see what are some of the tips or things that you're doing right now to help uh, combat inflation or to bring down the price of the grocery bill for yourself or things like that because we are just like any other family right now and are you know having the grocery bills are higher and it's definitely getting tricky and difficult so these are some of the things that I'm trying to do so I hope that, that was helpful I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. I have a brand new guide out that is just perfect for this time of year. The ultimate fruit and vegetable seasonal guide is now available and you can grab it for free at www.savemyveggies.com. If you are like me, you have thrown away produce that you just never got a chance to use. I used to do this all the time. Especially this time of year, as my harvest starts coming in, it can be difficult to properly store everything and make sure I either preserve it in time or use it up. That's why I created this guide. This guide has everything you need to stop wasting fruits and vegetables that you either grow yourself or purchase at the store. Learn how to properly store 25 plus fruits and vegetables to help them stay fresher longer. This guide also includes a month-by-month seasonal timeline so you know when to stock up on inexpensive and high-quality fruits and vegetables to save you time and money. Again, you can grab that free guide at www.savemyveggies.com. As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have a topic suggestion for the podcast, please email me at info at winginonthehomestead.com.